A few years ago, one of the kids in my online coaching program said to me, Coach Rebecca, I wish we could just go to a gym and have you as our coach. We would all be so happy and so confident. And that warmed my heart and I was like, oh my gosh, that would be the best. And that comment stuck with me for years. So now I'm going to do something about it. I am inviting gymnasts from all over the country to join me for the first ever Confident Gymnast Camp this August 3rd and 4th. This camp is all about breaking through mental blocks. So if you're struggling with a skill and you want me and my team to help you break through in real time, then check out confidentgymnast.com for details. Hi guys, on today's podcast, I am talking about Simone Biles. What happened, right? What happened in the Olympics when the greatest gymnast of all time, maybe the greatest athlete of all time, suddenly can't do her skills. Now, this is something that I recognized immediately as the twisties. This is something that a lot of athletes struggle with, but they struggle with it silently and not with millions of eyes on them. So in this episode today, I'm going to talk about exactly what the twisties are, why it happens, how to stop that confidence hemorrhage if it's happening to you, and the three steps to getting your confidence back. So here we go. Welcome to the Perform Happy Podcast, where athletes and their support squad come to learn the secret weapon for sports success. I'm your host, Rebecca Smith. First, I was a scaredy cat gymnast, then a coach. Now I'm a sports psychology expert and a parent. Athletes, whether you're feeling stuck or you're having the best season of your life, I'm here to help you reach peak performance and maximum enjoyment. Hey, everybody. I'm Coach Rebecca Smith, and today I want to talk about what happened in the Olympics. Oh my gosh, yesterday I was, you know, sort of watching the replays of the team competition of the women's gymnastics team. And I got to Simone's vault and was like, Whoa, like I know exactly what that was when she she basically popped out. It's this thing that happens in figure skating where you pop your jump and you don't rotate the amount of times that you had intended to and you come out early. So she came out early and did this crazy squat landing. And the next thing you know, boom, Simone is out of the competition. And um, it was so crazy to watch that she had that experience And then she knew herself as this mature woman. She knew herself enough to go, it is not safe for me to continue to try big skills while I'm experiencing this. And what that this was, was something called the twisties. Now, I know she experienced this two weeks before the Rio Olympics. And I talk about it all the time in my trainings and perform happy because it's such an amazing example of the pressure got to her. She got stressed out. She started thinking into the future. She started losing her skills. Basically what that, what it means is you, you lose your sense in the air. So you're not sure if you're going to twist or if you're not going to twist. You're not sure if you're going to flip or not flip. You're not sure if you're going to go for it or not go for it, which in her situation, that is deadly, right? If you're flipping twice and twisting twice in the air and you get lost, it's incredibly unsafe. So she had been there before. She had worked through it, but she had a couple of weeks, right? So she knew what to do, but it took a couple of weeks. Now, if it hits at the Olympics, she didn't have the time to get back what she needed. So I'm going to talk about 
what are the twisties? What is this thing? Why it happens? How to stop the confidence hemorrhage once it starts? And then three steps, three concrete steps to get your confidence back and how to kind of break that fear cycle and prevent the backslide. So she, yeah, she got, she got lost in the air. This happens with a lot of gymnasts, a lot of figure skaters, pole vaulters. It's, it's just another form of a mental block, basically, which is what I talk about all the time. And essentially, you feel like you've lost control. You don't know if you're going to twist or not. And that is very bad. So your brain goes on to high alert and doesn't want to do anything. So here's why this typically happens. Basically, it's like a domino effect. So you'll usually have something happen at the first domino and second, third, and then it all sort of comes falling down. And then it's like domino number eight, where you actually lose your skill. A lot of the time people will go, oh, it randomly happened at the worst possible moment. And I don't know why. Most of the people I talk to, they're like, I don't know why I can't go backwards anymore. I don't know why I can't twist right now. I don't know why I can't predict if I'm going to twist or not twist. They don't know because they're not aware. So usually the very first domino is something feels off. They're doing their skill and something feels a little weird. You know, maybe they got taller or maybe they had an injury or maybe they are on a different floor or maybe they didn't get enough sleep or whatever. Anyway, it just feels off. Maybe there's the weight of the world on your shoulders because you're Simone Biles. So it feels off. And then you're like, okay, that was weird. And then you do it again. The second time you do it, you're a little bit tense because you're like, that last one was off. I really want this to be okay. I don't want it to feel weird. You got the doubt, just a teeny itty bitty bit of doubt. You're like, it's probably fine. You try it again and it feels scary. Okay. So you have the doubt, the like weird one. And then you're like, Ooh, that felt scary. Then what happens next is pivotal. Okay. Usually at that first one, they're like, eh, whatever. Oh, it feels scary, but doesn't matter. It's the Olympics. Gotta, gotta just go for it. So then you do it and it feels terrifying. Then your fight or flight mechanism kicks in. So your brain is like, freeze, like, stop. This is not safe, which can happen midair. If you've already had a little doubt, then you have this midair sensation of freeze. And luckily for Simone, she had a safe landing coming out of it, but a lot of people don't. You know, a lot of people are tumbling and they come crashing down on their head and neck, which creates all kinds of fear. But so then there's this incredible tension around doing the skill at all. Your brain wants to go into avoidance. It doesn't want to do it at all. There's not enough information. So typically things that would cause your brain to like send you into that catatonic frozen state are fear of pain or injury or not enough information. So if the brain goes, I don't know if she's going to do it or not because there's this tension and it just doesn't feel right. And there's all this doubt, then the brain is just going to go, nope, we're not doing it. So no matter how badly you want it, no matter if it's the Olympics, your brain is not going to let you go. And if you try to force yourself through it, that's when injuries happen. And Simone knows this, so she backed off. So typically these skills, you train them for years and years and years and they become automatic. So a gymnast can just like hit a button in their mind and go, ran off back handspring, double-double. They don't have to think. It's actually better not to think because their body knows better than their mind at this point in the training. There's not enough time to think. If you were to stop and think in the middle of that double-double, you'd get confused, you'd get lost. It would be very disorienting. So you don't want to think. But then you've got all these negative thoughts because you had this one that felt funky and it doesn't feel good and your body is tense. And essentially it sends you down in this, this negative fear spiral. Sometimes you'll even get your skill back. You'll get the confidence back. Then you'll lose it. 
because you're afraid you're going to lose it again. And then you get it back, but you're still tense and you're still doubtful and you still can't totally trust it. And then you lose it again. And then you're like, I knew this would happen. This happens for athletes where they, they have it happen the first time. And it's like their world is awakened to the danger. It's like their Adam and Eve moment where they're like, oh my gosh, my sport is dangerous. This is not good. So the first thing you have to do, like what, what I would say to Simone, the first thing you got to do, and this is what she did, is to stop the confidence hemorrhage. Okay, if you are struggling and you're in fear and your brain has taken over, the best thing you can possibly do is stop because anything you try, you're just going down that spiral. And every time you're not successful, your confidence drops and drops and drops in, in the biggest possible way. So first thing to do is stop doing any skills that you're not 100% confident in. I would say actually 70% confident because you can do a seven out of 10 confident skill and still feel a little nervous and still be safe. But anything below that, just like red light, don't go. And then you got to communicate. So that it is time to ask for help. If you are experiencing this, this is the time where you go to your coach and say, it feels really scary. I don't know what to do. Okay. Send me a direct message. Like there is a concrete system to work through this. So the the best thing to do is to ask for help. The worst thing to do is to be like, I'm fine. It's okay. I'll just pretend like I'm fine. That's dangerous. Okay. So here are the three steps that it takes to get your confidence back. First is awareness. A lot of the time people, like I said, it's domino number eight that they finally lose their skill. They've already had this scary one, this weird one, this negative thought, this iffy one. And then finally they're like, randomly, I lost my skill. But no, if you track it back, there's always some clues that are helping you figure out what your pattern is. For most people, the major thing that happens that makes you lose your skill is that you've lost your self-trust. Right now, Simone is not trusting herself. She's not trusting her body. Her mind has gotten in the way. Her doubt, her worry, her discomfort, her tension, her expectations, the pressure has all gotten in the way of her trusting herself. So first thing to do is find clues. Okay, what set me up for not feeling successful? Was I doing it for myself? Was I doing it for other people? That's one thing that she's realized is that she was doing it for other people and for an organization, USA Gymnastics, that has not done her any favors in this life. So she's also got that anger in there. Like having those deep emotions, they come up. They're part of that domino effect. So if you can get really good at being aware, then you notice when that first one feels funky. Those kids, like the kids I work with in Perform Happy, my goal is for them to, when they have that one that feels funky, they go, hey, coach, that one felt funky, blah, blah, blah. They know exactly what to do, exactly what to do. Instead of being like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, until they're just not fine. So you build your awareness. Second thing is confidence. So this is, you got to get a win. Now, what she did in Rio that she doesn't have time for right now because she's already in Tokyo, what she did two weeks before Rio was she had, you know, she had that, hit that wall, wasn't twisting right. So she backed it up to where she could be successful. You know, if a double-double, she was going to get lost, then she would just do a layout. She'd just do a, a single flip with a full twist. She'd work her way up, remembering in her muscle memory and in her mind that she does have control and she has control at this step and at this step and at this step. Meanwhile, she's relaxing. Every one of those wins, those successes, allow you to remember, your muscles remember, because you're relaxing and you're you're okay, you're safe. Oh yeah, I can do this, okay? And then you're also giving yourself credit. Instead of being like, I shouldn't be doing just a full twist right now. I have the Olympics in two weeks. She was going, okay, 
I'm landing this one. This feels good. Okay. Now I'm landing this one. This feels good. Even if it's not perfect, even if it's not the end result you're looking for, you're like, good, we're on our way. We're getting there. Okay. And then one thing that I strongly suggest to anybody who has a big competition, like our, you know, Olympic ladies from the U S and beyond legalize failure. Okay. Now you go into this competition, this all around competition where it's three up three count. The announcers were like, perfection is required. You have to be perfect. Then everything counts. Everyone must be perfect. So that's something that's echoed in our sport always anyway. But like you come to the Olympics and it's like, this is what you worked your whole life for. And this is your one chance. And if you're not perfect, you're letting everybody down. Millions, billions of people down. That's basically the weight that's riding on these people. If you're Simone, it's like, no, you are actually the only way we win. So you especially have to be perfect. So what I like to do with athletes is go, you know what? There's no such thing as perfect. There isn't. It is not real. It is a made up concept that just makes us feel bad. So you go out there in your body, in the present moment, in those muscles that you have trained so well, and you are allowed to fail. You're allowed to be imperfect. You're allowed to have mistakes. If you commit to learn from them because there is no be all end all moment of life. There just isn't. You live a whole life and your sport is this dot on the line. So if you go out into any big arena or any big pressure moment and you go, I'm going to learn something today about myself and I'm going to try my best. And no matter what, I'm going to be wiser on the other end of this. Then the pressure to be perfect isn't there. Instead, you get this drive to be excellent and you get this acceptance that nothing's perfect And no matter what happens, I'm going to bounce back and I'm going to learn. That builds confidence and allows you to trust yourself, okay? It allows you to start relearning. And it is actually a skill that helps you to to just let go and let your body do what it needs to do. But trust is like a muscle. You have to build it. So think about somebody who you trust in your life. How did they build your trust? Slowly over time with a lot of evidence they're trustworthy, right? How does somebody break your trust? quickly with one false move. So how do you regain self-trust? You know, if you've had that severance of trust where you're like, I can't trust my body. This is not safe. First thing you do is go, it's not safe. I'm not doing it. What can I do? Okay. I'm going to allow myself to be imperfect while I work myself back up to this. I'm going to prove to myself that it is safe before I force myself to do anything. And if it's not safe, I'm not going to do it. And when it is time, and it feels uncomfortable, and it feels scary, I'm going to allow my body to do it. And if I struggle with it, because it takes time to build trust, I'm going to be okay with that. And then I'm going to try again. Okay. So those are the steps that allow somebody to really move through. And now how to prevent that fear cycle, that backslide, you keep strengthening those three things like your life depends on it. You keep building awareness. So when that first domino falls, you pick it back up. You keep building your confidence because you know that that foundation of successes and kindness and that relationship you have with yourself is so strong that you're going to be okay no matter what. And that allows you to trust yourself. So if this sounds like you, if you've ever experienced anything like this and you want to know more, I'm doing a free training that's all about how to break the fear cycle. That's exactly the thing that Simone is stuck in right now. It's exactly the thing that thousands of athletes are stuck with every single day, but people don't know about it. Simone has given us the opportunity to go, this is a real thing. She's not making it up. 
She's not being lazy. She's not lacking motivation. This is a real thing and there's a real solution. So if you would like more information, I would love for you to check out the free training. It's at completeperformancecoaching.com slash fear. So Simone, if you're listening, check it out. I'm just so proud of her for walking away and putting on the pause that's going to allow her to come out of this you know, strong and healthy. And she's a hero. So thank you guys for listening and I will see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Perform Happy Podcast. If you're ready to unlock your maximum sport potential, head over to performhappy.com and join us. You'll be training alongside world champion athletes and Olympic hopefuls. And I will personally take you through my research-based system for overcoming fear and mental blocks, building confidence, and finding your flow. I'm coach Rebecca Smith, and I'll see you next time.